0: on local now channel 525. You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. What is that from? The package I just ordered? There's some uh, some movie out there that Teen Wolf is that or some other movie? Scott Pilgrim versus the world? Is that what it's called? All right somebody out there understands what what that is. Welcome to Southern California Live. I am Scott Furrow your host and former grade schooler. Did you go to grade school? Most of you did. You probably remember first days of school at uh, your time. And that's what time it is, time of year here in Southern California. First day of school for L.A. schools is Monday, I believe. And uh, Orange County schools are starting this week. Uh, My kids are in school this week. And uh, San Diego, you don't go back for a couple of weeks. But uh, it's back to school time. And, you know, schools, um, there's a lot of stories we're reading about teachers leaving uh, school districts with Uh, shortages of teachers. We're reading about thousands and thousands of missing students, if you read that in the LA Times this week, that there are some students, they can figure out where they went because they left the state. But there are also a whole lot of different things going on that are reasons that are, are sad that kids are out of school and lots of problems out there. And you know what? I am one of the uh, people who is very much in favor of doing things differently. If you can put your kid in a private school or homeschool, good for you. You can do that. And uh, I'm glad that you can. I support school choice movements and some of those things that are, that are going around. We talk about those things. It's personal for me. But part of the reason that I support that kind of thing is because public schools are inevitable. Meaning that if you are in a, uh, there's always going to be a public school. That's just what it is. Not everybody's, everybody's not going to private schools. If they ever do school choice and everybody gets a uh, account to send their kids somewhere, well, there's not enough seats in public school or in in private schools or homeschooling. I think that what it will do, though, is it will reform public schools. I think it will it will pull them back from where they are right now. And it's important that our schools are are good. Well, I'm telling you all of this because as we talk so often in church about Uh, private schools and public schools and Christian education and all of that, we need to not forget that there are Christians working in our public schools all the time. There are Christian educators in the public school, in the administration with public schools, and they are there, and they're in a very difficult position. They are in a position where they have to uphold their faith in an atmosphere where their faith is being attacked philosophically and specifically in so many different ways. Well, fortunately, there is a group out there to help Christian educators as an organization that has two different wings to it. It has a protection wing. They protect Christian educators in their profession. There's a lot of laws that are protecting people who are uh, teachers if you're a teacher with how do you express your faith. Uh, Supreme Court upheld um, the praying teacher, the football coach up in in, uh, Washington, uh, for being able to pray. And there's a lot of legal stuff there. There's also a ministry wing. The ministry wing is equipping Christian equipping Christian educators to transform their schools. Imagine uh, how we would be able to do that. And uh, we're going to have a guest this hour. His name is David Schmuse, and he is the uh, executive director of Christian Educators. We don't have him on the line right now, but uh, we'll have him here in just a minute. And I want you to know that. So as we go into new to the school starting up again, as our kids are going back, your kids are going back. You know, kids who are going back, you know, kids who are going back to to school. And, you know, a couple of years after the pandemic here, it's pretty rough. It is a kids you know the younger kids are are struggling because they've never been in normal school some of them or last year might have been their first year and maybe only half a year teachers are struggling because suddenly you have first and second grade teachers who are dealing with kids who have never been to a classroom who don't understand raising your hand and you got to ask to go to the restroom and don't understand how to take your seats I mean, think about that for a minute. You learn so much just of of regular doing school when you're a kindergartner, uh, first grader, you know, whoever you are. We need to pray for those teachers, and there's some opportunities for that that uh, we'll show you this hour. All right, let's see here. I got David Schmuse with us. David, welcome to Southern California Live. How are you? David, are you with me? Hey,
1: Sorry, Scott. Uh, yes, I am. I didn't know what I switched over. So, all yeah, right. So happy to be here.
0: All right, great to have you. Hey, thanks for joining us. This is a busy time for you and you guys. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself, David, and then we'll talk about uh, teachers and some different things going on. What What made you passionate about being involved with teachers in the public schools?
1: Absolutely. Well, I was a public school teacher for 15 years. Taught APUS history and government here in Southern California. Uh, loved it, loved the ministry and the impact I saw God doing amongst my students. Uh, you know, I came into public school at a seminary. I went to Talbot at Biola, and so uh, I sort of had a missional mindset when I came in. I know not every not every public school educator comes in with that mindset, but um, I certainly did, and uh, sponsored or advised a Christian club at my school, and, and just, yeah, I just saw God continually do amazing things. Uh, as I made myself available and, and prayed with other teachers and colleagues, and and uh, and there's kind of vision for when when a person walks into a public school, and they're not out of fear, not out of I'm here to win a bunch of arguments, but I'm just here to bring the presence of Jesus and see what he will do, uh, there's really no limit uh, to what God will do in, in those situations. We talk a lot about, you know, legal do's and don'ts, and we train people how to navigate those, but... Man, if we just come onto the school with with, with the, the power of the Holy Spirit and the presence of Jesus, um, that that gets me excited. And so, what we do is we equip our teachers uh, to do that. And uh, I'm very excited about what's happening all across the nation. You know, I uh, feel like there's a lot on, of
0: people so. who who when they hear you say that, then they're thinking, "I thought it was impossible, really, to do anything related mm-hmm. to Jesus on the uh, the public uh, school." Um, can you, do you have some stories of where? Uh, Jesus is glorified because of some things that maybe some teachers and students did together.
1: Oh, sure, absolutely. We just very recently here in Southern California had one of our members who was working with Moms in Prayer to do a prayer walk uh, at her school to kind of kick off the school year. Now,
0: what's Moms in Prayer? Uh,
1: Moms in Prayer is another ministry that we work uh, a lot with that... uh, Gathers moms to pray for schools, and so uh, mm. many of your listeners, I'm sure, will be familiar with uh, moms in prayer group at their kid's school, or or they've heard of, and uh, and they're just a, a wonderful uh, ministry. We'll talk a little about bless our school Sunday, but uh, what we do with them. But uh, yeah, so so they wanted to do a prayer walk with moms in prayer at this school. There was a parent who was also an attorney. Got wind of it. Uh, got wind of it from the perspective of hearing that this teacher was involved in it, and thought, hey, wait a minute. You know, teachers can't do that, right? You know, and so she kind of the principal and the principal uh, came to the teacher and said, hey, what are you doing? You know, uh, it's OK to have a faith, but are you crossing lines? And, and we were able to work with that teacher to inform her principal that, hey, you know, she is just on her own free time. It's not during her work hours. Uh, anyone from the community can come and prayer walk that campus. Uh, and so she's just exercising her rights as a member of the community to do what anyone can do. And once the principal got sorted out on what the legal do's and don'ts were, uh, her face <laughs> came out. And, and, and when, when our, our member suggested, hey, uh, we, if, if, it, if it would make it, make it a little more um, uh, palatable to you, we could start the prayer walk somewhere else. And just kind of like, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, cruise by the school as part of the prayer walk. But the principal says, oh, no, no, no. No, you start the prayer walk like, right in front of our school. <laughs> <You know? laughs> you know, and because the, the law, once you knew the law, she would say, okay, well, I, I love Jesus, too. And, you know, and we know that over and over again. There are so many faithful Christians mm. in our public schools, but they're afraid. They're, they don't often don't know the law. And when we come alongside and say, no, this is what you're allowed to do, then all of a sudden the boldness comes out, the faith comes out. And we get to see amazing things. So we we had we had that prayer walk, and uh, uh, although I didn't attend personally, it was our member got to do that, and uh, and it was a wonderful thing. So that's just one example.
0: That's a great uh, story. You're listening to Southern California yeah. live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'm with David Schmuse. He's the executive director for uh, Christian Educators, and we're we're talking about the public schools and Christians in the public schools. I think that's really uh, something we should the idea that this principal was kind of hiding her faith because she felt afraid or she felt like she didn't have the legal ability to express it. And once she understood the law, she invited that prayer walk around her school because she knows that she needs it.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you find that,
0: that this is true with a lot of teachers, that they just feel like I can't let anybody know that I'm a Christ follower?
1: Absolutely. I mean, because in our culture, right, this whole cancel culture we live in, Uh, so many teachers live in fear that if they let it out, that they'll be canceled. Uh, but you know, the law, the Supreme court especially has ruled in favor over and over again. in in many cases, you know, we just had this coach Kennedy case that came out this past term. Yeah. Remind people uh, what that that case was. Yeah. So, so coach Kennedy was a football coach up in Bremerton, Washington that, uh, was after each game, would go out to the yard line and kneel and pray. And, uh, and so uh, he was eventually terminated, to make a long story short, there's lots of <laughs> the story has a lot of ins and outs, but, but to make a long story short, he was eventually fired because he refused to stop praying and And the Supreme Court ruled essentially this that, hey, uh, even though you're on, he's on the clock as a as a public school employee at that moment, you know, there's still players around, he's still on duty theoretically. Uh, that doesn't mean that he can't exercise the right to do per s- certain personal things. like if you wanted to call your wife on your cell phone. Uh, You know, right after the game to say, hey, we won, honey, you know, that that would be permissible, right? And so if if there are private things you can do while you're on the clock, then you can't limit those things to just non-religious things uh... and so that's essentially what the what the supreme court ruled um, realizing that not everything a teacher says is we all recognize that just because a teacher says it on the clock doesn't mean it's government speech right It doesn't mean that the government is endorsing or that's an officially sanctioned message by the government and so it, it really opened up uh, much more this idea that hey we're we're a nation of people of a diversity of faiths and those faiths can come out uh... even amongst those who are employed by the government as public school educators and so uh, I'm excited because now uh, students in public schools are going to see a much richer I think uh, ex- expression of of the faith of of people in school, and of course, not all those are, are Christians, but uh, we that's you know kind of remind us of hey we need to <laughs> we need to see the public schools as the mission field, not not so much where we send our kids that's a separate issue but but as adults, as churches if we're going to say, we if we're going to see this nation this generation rather reach for reach for the lord we need to be sending adults into our public schools as as missionaries uh, as influencers as ambassadors for christ and uh and this court case i think opens up the door for for more of that expression and we're very excited about that
0: you know i think right now there are it's just if you're a parent in the public schools from the effect of the covid shutdowns particularly here in california and the stuff that we're getting every day. Every day I get multiple emails or videos that people send me or I come across them of horrific videos made usually by public school teachers or administrators that are really mm-hmm. pushing, you know, the agendas of the the transgender agendas or some other things that you go, I can't believe this is being done to second graders. It's kind of scary and yeah. you, that that's there. But you're right to say that we shouldn't be running away, that this is a mission field.
1: right. Yes, and and a lot of us teachers, when they get exposed for doing those things, get fired. And you know that we don't often hear that sort of the story. And so, <laughs> the question is, who's going to replace them? Right? right. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't it be amazing if we had men and women who love Jesus stepping in to replace them and saying, "No, I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to use my classroom as an opportunity to indoctrinate kids about you know gender and sexuality. I'm going to teach them how to read and do math and 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 do science, and in the process, I'm going to exhibit what it looks like to love Jesus through godly character and wisdom and and grace and the, and all the ways that we're able to do that. So yeah, that's that's what we're after. You know, we're let's let's get be those believers in our schools.
0: There is uh, you're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'm with David Schmuse, the executive director of Christian Educators. And you have members across the country, so they tell you their stories. You told me a couple of them. You know, one where there is a lot of pressure coming from administrators in different ways that probably is illegal, as you point out, but most of the time mm-hmm. or often uh, teachers don't realize that. Um, one story you said that they're searching through his email looking for uh, mm-hmm. different things that he may not be teaching according to how they want in social science, which is a huge deal. Mm-hmm and a story you told me about uh, in Pennsylvania Christmas. Tell us that story about a teacher who was told to take down a Christmas display by the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Club.
1: Yeah, we love this story. There was a, a member of ours in Pennsylvania who um, he was uh, a sponsor of the FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, uh, that club on his campus. And every, every student group on campus was invited that year, this past year, in Christmas, to put up a display around their door, the classroom door, uh, sort of honoring their club or, or celebrating Christmas or holidays, however, their club would like to do that, of course. So, so the FDA said, All right, well, here's our opportunity. Let's testify about Jesus. So they, they put up a big display, and had, had, you know, had a manger scene, it had, you know, quotes from the scriptures, very evangelical, uh, or sorry, I shouldn't say evangelistic. And so uh, the principal saw that, and of course, like many principals do, panicked. Uh, and and starting to imagine right. you know, lawsuits swimming around in his head. And so he ordered the teacher to take it down. Well, the teacher contacted us and was you know, in a mood of like, hey, I got to fight this. And, and of course, there is a fight to be had there. But, you know, as we, one of the things I love about doing this ministry is we get to counsel our members uh not necessarily only to respond legally that we do do that but also to respond biblically and say what, w- what would jesus do right in the situation and so uh we pointed out to our member that hey the issue is not so much your rights you didn't put this display up your students did right and so why don't you uh, go ahead and obey the principles in the short term to say okay um i'm a i'm a government employee i'm i'm going to do what i'm told Uh, But I'm also going to tell my students and their parents about what their rights are uh, to to express their faith. And so what happened was uh, we were able to encourage them to, you know, find attorneys. And and so the students and parents got an attorney. They went to the school board. Uh, The school board looked at the law and said, oh, my gosh, the principal was all wrong on this. And now we really are going to get sued, right? And (laughs) so the, the school board overruled the principal. And now here's the beautiful thing. The principal had to come to the teacher and say, I need you to put that display back up. <laughs> so uh, what, what could have been a situation where the, where the teacher and the principal were at odds, now instead the, the teacher was actually a blessing to the principal because he kind of coached him and said, hey, you might want to be careful about this because you're going to open yourself up to lawsuits, and came alongside as a blessing to the, his principal rather than an adversary. And, and so God was honored, religious uh, liberties were restored, the battle was won, uh, but in a way that that uh, relationships were enhanced rather than rather than uh, destroyed, and so I, I just love that story because that's what we're really after. We want to want to bring God's you know blessing to our schools, not just not just to win legal fights.
0: So. I think that's super encouraging uh, to our to our listeners everywhere. And as school starts, you know we have so many concerns, but you know we we can be bold, and we we do have a lot of protections. And even when there's not protections, there's always prayer, and there's always relationship and example and uh, mm-hmm. Christian teachers are able to do that everywhere. So your organization, uh, if you're interested in uh, learning more about uh, Christian educators, the website is ceai.org, uh, and you're, you're changing your name, right? You were Christian Educators we Association are. International, but you're just going to be Christian educators now.
1: That's right. I have been on many media interviews where I, <laughs> I had to say, you know, I can't even say it now ceai.org or ceai or christian Educators association international and, and that's a wonderful name it's it, it's it's uh who we are but uh in order to, know, to be able to say it a little more clearly we're just going to start going now by christian educators so we have actually I have a new uh, url or new website location so that's uh ceii.org still works but if you go to christianeducators.org uh, that's going to be our home moving forward so um, so yeah, C E A I or Christian Educators, same organization, but a uh, new name moving forward.
0: So, All right, that's really great. Hey, you're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. My guest is David Schmooze from Christian Educators. And if you are a teacher or you're listening and you've got questions about rights that you have as a teacher, about what's going on in our public schools, you've got questions for David, you can go ahead and give us a call right now. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We're talking about these things because school is coming back, uh, and uh, it seems like, David, that it's a crime that school starts before Labor Day. I guess that's just my age <laughs> speaking, you know, and what was the, the well, old joke? I actually loved it. Do you? Do you?
1: I loved it when we new into a newer schedule. I loved it as a teacher, but I know for some it's like, hey, summer's not even over.
0: Now, why did you like it as a teacher?
1: Uh, well, I taught AP classes, and the idea that I could uh, have a real semester break so I could finish the fall semester before Christmas and not have to come back from January and then give a final exam where they've forgotten everything over Christmas, oh, and yeah. then I also got five more weeks to prepare for the AP exam because the AP exam was in May, regardless of when your school year ended, so... Um, I would always have this, like, extra five weeks in the school year where I would just, students would twiddle their thumbs because the AP exam's over and the pressure's off. So uh, I, I loved it, but I know not everyone does.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good reason. I was thinking, you know, the old statement was, what are the top three best things about being a teacher? And the answer is June, yeah. July, and August. Yeah. But, Absolutely. But, yeah, but oh, they've no. taken See, away May, August, June July, right? <laughs> yeah, just June and July. Yeah, you maybe you get out in May. Um, hey, when we get we come back from our break, we'll have David with us, and we're going to talk about some ways that you or your church can get involved in praying, particularly for your local school, your local school teachers, how you can support the Christians who are working for your schools and the Christians who are working in the public uh, education sector, and they need your prayers and support. And even if your kids aren't involved in the public school. Uh, you need to pray, there's so many kids there and David's right it's a it's a mission field like anything else and it should not be ignored by uh, our churches. There's such an opportunity to share and to love and if you've ever been to your church youth group or checked it out, you know kids are desperate for truth and they're they're desperate for philosophical truth, a truth that actually works and you can get that through the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're listening to Southern California live and you can call if you have questions for David at 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'll be back with David Schmoos from Christian Educators in just a moment. This is the Thursday edition of Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be right back. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Welcome back, everybody. I am Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. My guest is David Schmoos. He is the executive director for Christian Educators, And we are talking about the public schools and Christians who are in the public schools, Christian teachers, Christian staff, and Christian educators supports them, supports them in ministry, and also supports them in legal areas. And there have been a lot of legal challenges uh, going on. Welcome back, David. Mm -hmm. Yes, good to be here, Scott. Yeah, David, you know, uh, there are so many articles about teachers and teacher shortages around the country. And I really have two questions for you about this. One is, Are Christian teachers feeling the pressure to leave and get out? What are the numbers about Christian teachers leaving the schools? And then what do you think the other reason is uh, for putting this out? Some people this week are, are, you know, suggesting that the reason is uh, they don't like being questioned about what's in the classrooms and some of the different uh, sort of political things that have happened this year. But people have been Mm -hmm. leaving the classroom for years Uh, when you study this story. So how are the Christian teachers doing on that? And then what would you say is maybe the biggest discouraging reason that you hear of why teachers might leave the profession?
1: Yeah, that is a big issue. I hear states are now offering uh, pretty large signing bonuses. I saw some the other yeah. day in, in New Mexico, for example, get $25,000 signing bonus to go yeah. teach in New Mexico. Um, and I know Florida is actually hiring, uh, a district in Florida has contracted with uh, teachers from Latin America to come up and teach in American public schools. Mm. And so. Yeah, the shortage is real. Uh, the NEA did a did a survey of their own members. This is, of course, the Big Liberal Union,
0: National um, Educators the, Association, or Education yep, Association. Yeah,
1: yeah, they said fifty five percent of their members are thinking about leaving the profession earlier than they had planned. Fifty five percent. We're seeing that, of course, fifty five percent. Wow. Yeah, uh, that's a and they are seeing that across the nation. Um, but you know, I'm really actually happy to report that, that we did a survey of our members. And while we didn't exact, we didn't ask the exact same question. Uh, in this last school year, uh, we found that 90% of them said they are either definitely, and that was 78%, or probably 12%, are uh, returning to serve an education this coming school year. And and you know, I I, I don't have the exact you know the, the statistical analysis to to make to to prove this point precisely. But what I think it what I think it demonstrates at least. Uh, uh, on some level, is that uh, uh, Christians who feel supported, uh, who feel, who are prayed for, who have uh, you know backing behind them in our public schools are are sticking around, and uh, we are thrilled. Uh, we are thrilled because it is actually yes, really hard. There are um, the reports I hear about why people are leaving include things like uh, the level of student disrespect is is off the charts. There's there's like a a, a muscle that they've that the students have lost, like a muscle memory thing. But you know, in terms of sitting sitting still and paying attention and being respectful and not just getting their way all the time, you know, I think they've they've spent many of them have spent two years in the pandemic just being in front of a screen, and of course, being in front of screens teaches us to I can have what I want anytime I want it and I can get it right now, mm. uh, and and that just is not conducive to being uh, in a classroom environment, and so uh, some of these teachers are are, are feeling frustrated That's that very, students have very forgotten difficult. How to how to sit, yeah, how to learn. And so we're seeing um numbers like you know a third of all uh, students are are behind grade level coming to the school year I've seen studies about that uh it's it's really a tough situation but you know gosh if you look at the scriptures um the, the history of God's people is filled with tough situations and uh you know that's when the lord uh shows up in very powerful ways and And uh, we just, you talk a lot about people like Daniel and Esther, and we thank, or of course we're thankful that our situation wasn't as bad as theirs, Um, but we realize that these, you know, these were people serving in government roles uh, who had an opportunity to step up at one moment and to testify who their God was, and God did dramatic things to change entire civilizations. And so we believe that uh, Christians in our public schools can can do that in key moments, can say, no, this is is not the way we're going to do this. You know, I've been praying, I feel the Word is leading me to do this. And, uh, and, and see amazing things happen, Not, you know, small things in the lives of individual students or even big things in the lives of entire schools or districts or, or communities. And so, uh, yeah, we just need to keep, keep praying for these teachers, keep supporting them, and keep encouraging them because, you know, as many of these other teachers quit and get burned out, you know, we have a source of life, we have a source of energy, we have a source of, of, of staying the course and thriving that, that they don't have. Yeah. Uh, and that's, of course, connection to the Holy Spirit. And so uh, that's that's what we're about.
0: Well, and I think that's why they would be staying there. I I think, um, you know, a question for you, a big question. You mentioned the teacher's union. And mm-hmm. what is the actual rights of a teacher when it comes to the teacher's union? Does a teacher in California, for example, have to be in the teacher's union? Is there a way to get out? What does that mean if they do that? What are those details? I think Christian educators mm-hmm. Uh, deals with that. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'm with David Schmoos, who's the mm-hmm. Executive Director of Christian Educators that works with public school teachers for uh, legal support, also spiritual support for Christian teachers. And you can call if you have any questions for David. If you're a teacher especially, we'd love to hear from you. The number is 888-528-2557 if you've got a, a mm-hmm. question for David. 888-528-2557. Tell us about uh, mm-hmm. unions. How do they work? What do teachers need to know about their relationship? of the union?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. In fact, one of the main things we do is provide an alternative to the union for, for teachers who, who don't want to be a part of that because, and there's lots of reasons for that, you know, if you look at what the NEA spends their money on, you know, it is a laundry list of all the, all the, the radical cultural things that we're fighting against, whether it's gender confusion, whether it's division, dividing us on race, you know, whether it's radical sex ed, you know, these are all things that the teachers unions are pushing and uh and george barna says that that almost half of all christian teachers or sorry, all, almost half of all public school teachers in the nation are believers who take their faith seriously and go to church at least once a month and what that tells me is that we've got a whole army of of christian teachers out there who are essentially tithing to these unions and giving mm-hmm. their money to support things that really are undermining uh the culture of the kingdom and, and godly values. And so uh, the truth is they don't have to be a part of the union. Uh, uh, you've always been able to get out of the union, but, uh, but prior to 2018, uh, if you got out, they made you pay almost all of your union dues and what are called agency fees or fair uh-huh. share fees. But thankfully, because of a Supreme Court case called the Janus case in 2018, uh, that is no longer the case. So I think you can that's actually, surprising to a lot
0: of people that they can get out. So what does a teacher need to know yeah. about that?
1: Yeah, in California, what the teacher needs to know is is they need to know their opt-out window, because in 2018, when that Janus case happened, what the CPA, the California Teachers Association, did is they had all their members sign these recommitment cards, and in the fine print of those recommitment cards was an opt-out window, which many of them weren't aware of. And so, if you if you go on our website at christianeducators.org and then you go to the unions page. There's a process there for generating the letters you need to submit to your local union and to the the, uh, HR department of your district in order to stop the payroll deduction and resign membership in the union. When you do that, you will find out by the response of the union, they will kind of dig up and see if they got a form on you and what the opt-out window is. (laughs) They did it in a way that is so tricky um, that uh, in this little tall grass here, but teachers got to understand – the way they did it is they said, your opt-out window is from 30 to 60 days prior to the anniversary of when you signed that commitment card. So what they did was they got everyone to sign the commitment cards in September or late August, early September. Meaning Their opt-out windows 30 to 60 days prior to that fall right in the middle of summer when teachers aren't really even thinking about that. Hmm, and so for many right. California teachers, by the time they get to campus and start thinking about this, their opt-out window has already passed. And so uh, that's why I would strongly say to anyone listening that's that thinks about is thinking about getting out, do it now, uh, because every day that passes is a greater chance your opt out window has already passed you by. Now, that being said, sometimes <clears throat> we can still get teachers out, even yeah. if their opt out window has passed, but they would need to contact us. Uh, best way, it was probably just at info at Christianeducators.org or info well, at they can, E.A.I.org. And
0: then go to your we website, Christian Educators, dot org. Uh, so if you're a right. teacher or you know a teacher and maybe you've had that discussion, you probably have. I have to give all this money to the union and they're giving it to uh, different political causes and they're not, you know, uh, there's a way out. Uh, go to ChristianEducators.org to learn more. If you got a question for David Schmuse, he's our guest on Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. If you got a question uh, that you want to make, give us a call right now, 888-528-2557. Let's take a call, David, uh, Eliezer Eliezer in Los Angeles. Welcome to Southern yes. California Live. Yes. Did I get your name right?
2: Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking my call. Yeah. So, I had a suggestion. It's kind of a, you know, way out there suggestion, but I have two grandchildren. that go to school in public school in North Carolina. And they they are allowed to pray. They they mention the Lord. Uh they both uh grew up in charter schools that were Christian-based charter schools. And I thought to myself, why don't uh, philanthropists uh, invest in charter schools that are Christian that would be completely paid for, not only in the elementary and high school, but all the way up to college, where it would be free tuition. And I'm, I'm a parent. My kids are 40 years old now and have grandkids, too. But I would give to that cause. And I think that a lot of people would invest in a charter school, Christian-based charter school, in their area. And I think that a lot of people that send their kids to secular school would prefer to uh, send their kids to a a charter school that was Christian-based. And I believe that the work environment would be so much better between the student and the teachers because they would be a Christian-based where they wouldn't be regulated or told what to teach or what not to teach about the Bible or about respect.
0: What would you uh, say is the the I difference be between be on board. what's the difference between your idea and a just a Christian private school?
2: Well, the difference is that Christian private school uh, people have to pay out of their pocket for it. So I'm all for the Christian private school, but I believe that we should fund it kind of like a go fund from everybody that that would that believes in a better mm. education through Chris. To Christianity, I see. I would give money to that. I, I would. Sorry, I'm driving. I'm a truck driver, so
0: well, that's all right. Don't get uh, a wreck for our our account. Uh,
2: no, no, I'm fine. It's just she's, she's telling me where to go. So uh, <laughs> you know, but anyway, I, I would give to that uh, that type of uh, uh, I, I don't know tear or or you know I mean because there are Christian radio stations um, who always are asking for donations to keep themselves on the air and stuff, and and we have uh, obviously television shows that do the same thing christian-based television shows that um receive so you're thinking i'm from, gonna have
0: to go to a break here in a minute but you're thinking that there might be sure. a way for people to actually fund a charter school or a christian private school um absolutely that's an interesting idea laser thank you very much for uh calling southern california live and uh being here you uh,
1: welcome
0: yeah david are you with me here
1: Yes, I am.
0: Yes, David, I got to go to a break. So when we come back, maybe uh-huh. you could. Are you? Can you stay with us sure. uh, one more segment? Absolutely. All sure. right, so, David. Uh, when we come back, let's talk about uh, Eliezer's idea here, and maybe you could tell us a little bit about school choice initiatives and what those mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sure. we want to know how are some ways that our churches can help pray for uh, teachers, especially as we get back into school. Uh, this year. You're listening to Southern California Live. The number is 888 528 2557. If you've got a question for David Schmoos, my guest is David Schmoos. He is the Executive Director of Christian Educators. And we're talking about going back to school and how do we support our Christian teachers that are in the public schools. I'm Scott Furrow. This is the Thursday edition of Southern California Live. We'll be right back. You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Welcome back, everybody. Great to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. The number is 888-528-2557. If you want to call in and join me and my guest, my guest is David Schmoose. He is the executive director of Christian Educators, which is an organization that supports Christian teachers and staff people in the public schools. And as we're going back to school, and maybe many of you are already back to school, depending on what county you're in, L.A. goes back next week. Uh, This is a big deal, and there's a lot of concerns about our public schools. And before the break, David, our uh, caller was suggesting the idea that maybe Christians could get together and sort of fund a a Christian charter school or public school. You know, I think in some way um, it's a little bit off from what you do because you guys focus on the public schools. And and for our conversation today, we really want to focus on that. How do you feel, though, about ideas like his or even the movement that is the school choice movement that I think is picking up steam across the country? Uh, what are some of your thoughts yeah. about that?
1: Yeah, sure. The, you know, the teachers union would have you believe that you know, all public school teachers are, are you know, dramatically opposed to school choice because you know, it, it, typically teachers in charter or private schools aren't paid as well. They don't have as much job security. Their benefits aren't as good. Um, and so the, the union kind of kind of demonizes school choice. But what I, what I love about our members is that in our member surveys, we see around 80 to 90 percent of our members support some level of, of, of t- even tax-supported school choice. Mm. And because we, all, we know who love Jesus, we know that when there's options for parents— that uh, children do better, and uh, we want to see kids do better. Uh, and whether that's a private school, whether that's homeschool, whether that's charter school, I know uh, I can, I think I can speak for our members. We just say we want to see kids thrive. Yeah. And uh, if that's in our public school, great. But if not, hey, bless them. And we trust God, you know, with our jobs, with our careers. And uh, so we're not, we don't spend time worrying about things like that.
0: Well, I think that it's something that, as I mentioned at the uh, top of the hour, public schools are inevitable. So, no matter what happens mm-hmm. with school choice or private schools or homeschooling, right. there's going to be public schools and we want them yep. to thrive. And maybe some of these movements will help the public schools focus more on education and uh, yep. not the politics yep. of different things.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep.
0: Hey, uh, tell us uh, before we go, and I appreciate you staying on uh, with me for the hour, mm-hmm. it's such an important subject and, you know, we're bombarded with so much negative information about our public schools And maybe we forget that there are Christians who are doing the work of God every day with these kids in our classrooms all across the country and everywhere here in the Southland. Um, What are some ways that Christians can support these teachers right now? You mentioned at the top of the hour, Bless Our Schools Sunday. How do we connect with that? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so we are partnering this year with Moms in Prayer and also with Claim Your Campus, which is another amazing ministry. Uh, to really encourage churches, to ask churches uh, to set aside a Sunday as Bless Our School Sunday. And, uh, so it can, you, Sunday. Ble- it can be any Sunday? It can be any Sunday. As you mentioned, you know, school starts at all kinds of different times, depending on what community you're in. So the idea of anointing a particular Sunday is just often real challenging for certain uh, regions and churches. So we're just encouraging teachers uh, to talk to their pastors, pick a Sunday during the service, we have some we have a couple of videos that they can show uh, to their congregations if they would like we have resources that can download to print out and give to their we have program inserts for churches all kinds of things at blessourschoolsunday.com. sunday.com uh, and you can also search for that on the, on the moms in prayer website as well there's a, also a link on our website so, and uh, and so, yeah, that's just a great way to, you know, have a pastor, like, have have the educators stand up, have the students stand up, mm-hmm. have the parents stand up, you know, and, and, and pray over them, gather around, lay hands on them, and say, hey, we recognize that this is a godly uh, thing that you are doing, raising up the next generation of children, uh, and we need God's wisdom to do that well. And, and uh, so, yeah, we just really encourage teachers to, or churches, rather, to, to do that this, this fall. I think it's that's a great thing.
0: To- we actually to- did that in my church this weekend. Uh, Great. And the pastor got up and uh, had all the teachers stand. It was a very moving moment, actually. And there was a lot of teachers in there. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think that was, and we prayed. We prayed over those teachers and the students that they are going to reach. They are in a mission field. Uh, That's right. And it's a really, really good thing. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a really good way for uh, people to get involved. What are some other ways, if we go to ChristianEducators.org, your website, mm-hmm. uh, what are some other things yeah. that uh, just anybody who's looking into it can learn and help support uh, what yeah. you're doing? And also for teachers who need help, uh, or maybe they yeah. need help because they've got a student giving them problems or other things. What are some things that you offer there?
1: Yeah. First thing I would do is if you go to our website, there's, a, there's an option called Joining the Movement. Are signing up for the movement and uh, that's just a free way to connect with us start getting emails and resources and free things and I would say anyone who has any concern any uh, uh, care at all about what's going on in our public schools should go ahead and join the movement uh, just so you, we don't send a lot of email out we won't overwhelm you but just to get connected and know so you know what's there and then uh, we just released an article today on the coach Kennedy case and so if you're looking for additional gui- guidance on what that exactly means you know of course Uh, public school teachers are still limited in what they can do in a public school classroom. Uh, We can't have people, you know, can't have teachers, you know, giving altar calls or praying to Allah or, you know, whatever, you know, in class. So there's still limits, of course, but uh, to kind of understand more the nuance of that, we encourage you to look at that resource. Uh, There's also a great uh, webinar on our website called Teach with Faith, Not Fear. And this is completely free. It's about an hour long, and it just kind of walks an educator through the the nuts and bolts, the do's and don'ts of what they can and can't do legally, so that they can go on to their start their new school year equipped and confident in their legal rights and how to how to you know uh, not hide their not hide their faith under a bushel, but uh, to let their light shine. So, uh, lots of things there. We also offer daily devotionals, one of our most favorite favorite resources. Uh, so if you want to go to our website, search for daily devotionals, sign up for those. Uh, we send those out every morning to teachers in their email boxes. is a great way to start the day.
0: That's really great to encourage the teachers each day. Are there other uh, are there things in their resources for teachers? Uh, somebody wrote in and asked, "What about a teacher who might be being harassed by a student? Do you take those kinds of cases, mm-hmm. or does that go somewhere else?"
1: Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, if you also go on our website and search for the member service report. We're about to release a brand new one for this past year. This details all the ways that we help our, our teachers, our members throughout the year. Absolutely, uh, we. Uh, some people think, oh, Christian educators, you help with faith issues. Well, we do. You know, let's right. say you have an issue where where uh, you know a kid wants to be called by a different gender or pronoun, and you're like, ah, oh, this violates my faith. So yeah, we help you with that. But we also help with just. Hey, uh, a parent's mad at me, or I had to grab a kid to restrain him and I let the bruise what happened now, or, you know, someone complained about me or, or someone falsely accused me of something. We, you know, we have, we handle all those things and we have a uh, former superintendent and uh, and legal counsel on our staff that will walk uh, our members through whatever, whatever problem they face. And so we really are a full-service right, uh, support so for for teachers in public schools. A
0: lot of great things. Uh, you're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. And uh, this hour we've been with David Schmoos, He is the executive director of Christian Educators. And you can learn more about this organization. You can join the movement and uh, connect with David by going to ChristianEducators.org. Lots of information on there, including how to connect your church with uh, Bless Our School Sunday. And uh, more. Is there anything else you'd like to leave us with today? And then I'd like to pray for you and our teachers before you go.
1: No, thank you. I just just the idea that you know our schools and our culture at large, but especially our public schools, are just a battleground for for spiritual warfare. And if you will think about just the if you know a public school teacher who loves Jesus. Uh, would you consider praying for them on a regular basis? They they need prayer. When I was a public school teacher, I would send out a I would send out a a regular newsletter like a missionary does. Yeah. Uh, because I realize that I need prayer, and that is a battleground. And I can tell you all day stories of things God did when I was a teacher that would that would you know <laughs> blow some of your your uh, listeners away with with God's uh, favor and power and love. But but yeah, they they need prayer. So so please 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 pray for them.
0: All right, David, let me pray for you, and then uh, we'll let you go. Uh, God, I thank you for, uh, for David and the ministry that you called him to, and as we begin a new school year in our country here in Southern California, all of our different school districts, there is so much going on. The battle is raging. It is difficult, and people are hurting, teachers, students, parents. They're not getting along. Lord, we confess all of that, that we're not doing what we need to do. I pray, Lord, for the Christians who are right there in this arena. I pray for the Christian teachers who every day wonder if they are uh, doing something wrong, if they pray for their meal or they, they comfort a kid or they are quote a Bible verse or do or do something. We pray for those who are feeling oppressed and who don't know their legal rights, that they would learn them. And we pray most of all that our teachers and staff in our schools would be great examples of Jesus Christ to these kids, that they would be great teachers, that they would teach their subjects well, that they would be encouraging, that they would be loving, that they would be remembered by these students for life and known as followers of Jesus Christ. We pray for them, we pray for their protection, and uh, we thank you for Christian educators and what they're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. David, thanks for being with me today on Southern California Live. Thank you so much, Scott. All right, God bless you, and uh, Mm -hmm. thanks for being here. This has been Southern California Live. We've spent the whole hour on this. It's a huge subject, my friend, schools. That's where the the battle is going on, and we have to engage with prayer and activity and action. And uh, Christian Educators is a great organization that you can check into, especially if you're a teacher or you know a teacher who is a Christian and dealing with this stuff. Go to ChristianEducators.org, ChristianEducators.org. Lots of things there. Everybody, this is Southern California Live. We have the joy of being together every single afternoon right here on this station from 3 to 5. And we want to make sure that you are never discouraged, that you are encouraged because God is working in all areas of this world to bring Himself glory and let people know about Jesus Christ. And we want to help you do that as well. If you want the podcast of this hour, go to this radio station website, look for Southern California Live in the program guide, and find it there. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. We'll be back tomorrow with Open Phone Friday. God bless you. Have a great evening.